1: And I believe that that's
0: really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Asumpta Venkatachalam, who has previously been on a great TV show on SBS called Christians Like Us. They basically got about 10 people from different religious backgrounds in Christianity and put them in a house together for a week and filmed a couple of TV episodes, talked about some very hot topics like same-sex marriage and abortion and abuse in the church. And uh, I've had a chat to a couple of the guys previously, and one that I've really wanted to chat to is Assumpta, who is based in Sydney. It's great to have her on the line today. How are you doing, Assumpta? I'm going well. Thanks, Matt. Thanks so much for joining me today. I was really impressed with you sharing your testimony on the program. Uh, We'll talk about the show shortly, but let's hear a bit of your story. Where were you born and raised?
2: I was actually born in Venezuela Mm -hmm. to Indian parents. So I've got Indian background, and I moved to Australia when I was about eight, and I come from a Hindu background, a Hindu Brahmin background. I don't know whether you know very much about the caste system in India, in Hinduism, that Brahmins are kind of like the top caste. Um, they're the priestly caste. Mm. Uh, so if you think about kind of, uh, you know, the, the 12 tribes of Israel, they would have been kind of like um, either the Levites or the, um, you know, from the, the tribe of Aaron, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. So, so um, yeah, so I come from good stock, as they
0: say. Wow, okay. So <laughs> growing up in common. that kind of culture uh, yeah. in, in your family... Um, tell us what kind of religious rituals that kind of uh, you know that you had to take part in.
2: Hindu culture or Indian culture is very different to Australian culture. In Australian culture, uh, there is a very very distinct divide between secular and religious. So you can go to a lot of you can go to birthday parties, you can go to housewarmings, you can go uh, look at you know you can um, you can have graduation parties, and it's not even remotely religious. Whereas in in the Hindu culture, every type of milestone kind of event for, for a family or a person is marked by a Hindu ritual. Mm. So everything's very religious. Mm. So whenever a baby was born, we'd have a, a, a Hindu ritual. When the baby turns one, we have a Hindu ritual. If you want to do well on your year 12 exams, you go to the temple and you do a Hindu ritual. So it was pretty much incorporated into every aspect of our lives.
0: Well, it's a, a fascinating testimony you have of uh, becoming a Christian after being raised as a Hindu. Tell us mm. about how that happened.
2: I always knew that there was a God, um, but didn't really think that God could be known. And when I was 16, my dad, he's 45 years old, he kind of just dropped dead of a heart attack. And it kind of made me think, what's the meaning of life? Because around me I would see much suffering so much suffering and I thought if the meaning of life is essentially to to live to suffer and then die well I'd rather just die now to be honest um I was in so much grief over his death and I thought um you know people would say to me oh he's he's um reincarnated so you must feel better about that and I thought not really uh because first of all he won't remember me or any anyone in his life and secondly what's what's the point of just being coming back over and over and over again?
1: Mm.
2: And so I thought, like, I actually made a promise to myself as a 16-year-old, and and that was to find the truth, no matter where it led me. And God has an incredible sense of humor because Christianity never even featured on that list of potential religions to investigate.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, I hated Christianity. I thought Christians were stupid. I thought they were dull. I thought that um, they they used their God as a crutch because they were weak and uh, couldn't handle life. And and I thought I would either go back to my Hindu roots or I'd you know, maybe investigate Buddhism or um, New Age kind of spirituality. But what happened was that a friend of mine who'd been trying to tell me about Jesus since we were about 10 uh, gave me a Bible, and she told me to read through the Gospels of Jesus. And... I started reading through the Gospels of Jesus, and I was actually, you know, it sounds a bit really silly, actually, but I kind of fell in love. No one had ever told me about this man
1: mm. uh,
2: like the way I was reading about him in the Gospels, and I was just blown away by him. I was intrigued. I was attracted. I was. I couldn't stop thinking about Jesus because he he was just probably the most amazing person I'd ever met. Actually, I think I met Jesus through the gospel. Mm. Uh, and he was, he was weird. He was weird in the sense that he was so um, he was the best person that I'd ever met mm. in terms of morality and in terms of the way that he treated people with his compassion and his love. And I was a massive feminist at the time, and I saw how he treated women, and I was just so attracted to that.
1: Mm. And
2: yet, on the other hand, he said that he was God and I thought, if I met somebody on the streets who said he was God, I would think they were mad. I think they were nuts. And yet here's this person who's the best person I've ever met in in my life who says that he's God. And I just thought, either he's crazy, he's lying, or he's telling the truth. If what I'm reading is is accurate, it's, either, it's one of those three things. And I had to, it took me such a long time because I knew the cost. You know, you know, there's this um, story that Jesus says about, you know, the king who sits down and calculates the cost of building a tower. And, uh, and I had to sit down and calculate the cost. And it was a very high cost for me. It meant turning my back on my culture, my religion, my family. And, but I couldn't deny the truth uh, that, that Jesus had died for me. He rose again and that he actually calls us to give up everything to follow him. Mm. And so when I was about 23, I finally made that decision that I could not turn away from the truth anymore and that I had to follow Jesus, my Lord.
0: Wow. And I love the way you explained that before, that you you started reading the Gospels and you fell in love with Jesus. And, Mm. uh, you know, you read about his life and the way he treated women. You know, what a beautiful explanation of, um, you know, coming to Christ some people, you know, they know the definite moment when they came to Christ. Some people, it's a gradual thing. Was there a definite moment for you?
2: I, the way I look at it is that God has been calling me in my entire life, mm. and basically, I mean, if you want to, if you want to pinpoint a time where I actually, you know, admitted it to myself, it was the fourth of February two thousand and three. But I don't actually don't know when I became a Christian because I think. Even after the fourth of February, you know, uh, every about ten years after the fourth of February, uh, two thousand and three, I came to another realization. I realized I didn't really know Jesus as well as I thought I did. And so, every year, every year, or every co- couple of years, I look back and I go, "My goodness, was I a Christian? Well, <laughs> oh, maybe now I'm real, I'm truly a Christian." <laughs> and so it's kind of, it's kind of like. God reveals more of Himself to me as the as years pass, um, and so I just think He's just been calling me, calling me to Him, and every year I draw a, li- you know, I, my eyes are open just a little bit more, so I see more mm. of Him.
0: And yeah. so, what happened on the fourth of February? Was that like a, a an altar call, or a, 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 did you get baptized, or you know, what what happened on that day?
2: So I was, um, I, you know, I, I, I mentioned that I I had uh, was reading the Gospels, and I thought either He's a liar. He's crazy, or he's telling the truth. I can't. I can't figure out any other options. And a friend of mine said, "You know what? Actually, uh, there's a there's a book called More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell, uh, and he he kind of addresses those exact points." Mm. So she lent me that book, and so at about midnight uh, on the on the fourth of February, I would finished reading that book, and. That book is a, a, an apologetic book, mm. and it talks about, you know, what's the validity of the resurrection and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm, a, I'm quite an academic sort of person. I go, oh, that's very compelling, very compelling argument Mr. Snow. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you make good points here. <laughs> uh, but at the end, he, told, told, he talked about his testimony. and talked about being a very angry person and being very angry at his father and going to university and meeting these extremely irritatingly happy people. They, they irritated him they annoyed him and he went up to them and he said why are you so damn happy and uh, and they said well we follow jesus and it and it irritated him that was the answer and he he decided to find out more and he came face to face with jesus and in coming face to face with jesus he says it actually broke him mm. and all of that anger and all of that hurt came rushing out and he realized that he was meant to follow this this man uh, you know to eternity and at that point at midnight I broke mm-hmm. so I had all these wonderful apologetics um, explained to me and I was like oh that's very nice but I think I needed I needed my heart to break in mm-hmm. order to become a follower of Jesus and that's what happened at midnight on the 4th of February. Um, I read Josh McDowell's testimony, and I broke, and I couldn't deny it anymore. And I wrote a letter, and I said to God, God, I believe that Jesus died, he rose again for me, Mm. and I'm petrified. I am so scared of what's going to happen to me. Uh, I don't know what my family's going to think. I don't know whether they're going to reject me, whether I'm going to have a home. Um, But I can't deny the truth, so please, God, please take care of me. Mm. that's, That's how I became a Christian.
0: Wow. And what was it like for you going to church?
2: Ah, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, so, as you know, I spent the first 23 years of my life not being a Christian. And unlike a lot of Australians, I didn't even have that secular or cultural Christianity. Mm. So, I didn't celebrate Christmas. Christmas was a nothing for us. Uh, I had no idea about Easter. So, Nothing. I had no Christian context whatsoever. So when I came to church, I was ju- it was a massive culture shock and I'll be honest with you, I hated it. I hated church so much. Um, I, I, you know, church has a certain culture that a lot of Christians don't realize mm. and so there's a culture of how men and women relate to each other um, and I hope I'm allowed to say this, but I thought I thought I'd been, you know, transported back into the fifties. You know, <laughs> as somebody, as somebody who, who, you know, modern person who considered them. I don't. I, I don't consider myself a feminist now, but but back th- back then, I considered myself a, an independent woman, a feminist. And I went. I went to church, and I was like, you know, I'm not allowed to talk to groups of men because women will look at me funny, mm. or a- everyone's twenty one and they seem to be married, mm. or. Um women don't seem to ask questions like you know, like men will put up their hand after after the, the talk and ask- clarifying questions, but none of the women seem to do it mm. um and and so uh and everyone and i and I thought everyone's so cheerful, like <laughs> I'm naturally cheerful, is this real you know i just <laughs> I just couldn't get my I just couldn't get my head around it, and so um Look, and I think it's partly me and partly church culture. I, as a new Christian, I didn't know what was culture. I didn't know what was Bible, mm. uh, and so I thought it was all Bible. I thought that that it, what, the way they behaved all came from the Bible, and I, uh, you know, and I, obviously I didn't know my Bible, so I didn't know that it, a lot of that doesn't come from the Bible. A lot of that comes from culture. So it was a massive culture shock for me. Mm. And um, and I'll be honest with you, I was on and off for the first 10 years of my Christian life. I was hurt by a number of Christians, and, you know, I, I that combined with my culture shock of, of church just caused me to run away from God for yeah. the first 10 years of my my Christian life. Mm-hmm. But God just kept holding on to me. I, there were was, was so many times that I said to God, I don't want to do this anymore. I divorced you. You know, Gomer and Hosea, like, you know, I, I run away from you. I was, I was Goma, you know? Yeah. I just keep running away, and God was so faithful to me. Mm. And I hated God during those 10 years, but I just couldn't stop thinking about him. Um, and so I'd, I'd come back to God, and then I'd run away, and then I'd come back and run away. And, you know, um, and he just kept holding on to me, mm. even, even though I was so angry at him for making me a Christian. And 10 years after that, you know, I... He just kind of blew away all those cobwebs in my heart and in my brain and actually opened my eyes to the, the to the faithful husband that he is mm. and faithful father that he is. And ever since then, I haven't looked back.
0: You've been on this TV show, uh, mm. Christians Like Us on SBS, which had you know, a a Mormon and, you know, there was an abortionist and there was a Pentecostal, a couple of Pentecostals in there and there was, um, you know, people with very liberal left-leaning views and some with conservative views. It was a very mixed bunch in there. How's your life changed since you've you've, uh, been through this uh, interesting experience of being on this TV show? Uh,
2: Well, in terms of fame and fortune, very little. (laughs) (laughs) I I still have to clean my toilet. I still have to, you know, (laughs) fold my clothes and, you know. uh, So, very, you know, in terms of uh, recognition and and things like that, like, so little. And in a way, I'm very happy about that because that's definitely not why I went on the show. Mm. Um, I went went on the show because I wanted to show the world what a Bible-believing, evangelical, Jesus-loving Christian looks like Mm. that isn't caricature, that isn't a... a, um, you know, a bigot, you know, I wanted to show somebody what a normal Christian like you and me look like.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So I think I did that. How Mm -hmm. how my life has changed? Well, um, after I, after I went on that show, I crashed. I crashed for about three months. I became very angry. I became very depressed and I didn't know why. And people tell me that's a very, very common thing to happen after Mm -hmm. being on a show like that um i i think when you go on a show like that you come face to face with cuz you know as christians we live in our little bubbles right mm, you know mm. if you're a left leaning christian
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know you you live in your left leaning with your left leaning friends and you don't get challenged uh, you only sort of see outside but you don't you don't come face to face with it a mm-hmm. lot and you know i i came face to face with people who hate who 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 hate the Bible mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just be up front and say that. Yeah, they, yeah. they do not like the Bible. Um Jesus is not their Lord. Um and uh and that causes them to behave in ways that I just cannot reconcile Christianity to.
1: Mm. So mm.
2: an abortion doctor, for mm. example, who I'll say it kills thousands and thousands of babies. Mm. You know who who's proud of having decriminalised abortion in Queensland. You know, um, somebody who's a gay conversion activist who wants to who wants to stop people like me from speaking God's truth mm. from the Bible.
1: Mm.
2: You know, there is a, a, a progressive Catholic in there who doesn't believe that Jesus existed, mm. um, and she thinks. My God is a God of cruelty and a God who is obsessed with blood. And that, you know, me choosing Jesus over my family means that I'm cruel to my family, you know,
1: mm.
2: and that I don't love my family, mm. you know. So when, you're, when you come face to face with people like that, you have to figure out how on earth, like, how on earth do I deal with people like that? You yeah.
1: Know? Yeah.
2: Um, and they're thinking the same thing about me. Mm. They're thinking, my goodness, this girl seems so nice, but what a bitch. She, you know, the gay, the gay guy, Chris, was probably thinking, my goodness, she doesn't want me to have human rights. Mm. And Carol, the uh, abortion doctor, is like, oh, my goodness, you know, doesn't she, lo- doesn't she care about women? Mm. You know, so, like, really confronting, horrifying stuff. And... And so, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with people like that? Um, I, I still haven't figured it out, to be
0: honest. <laughs> well, you know what? It was it was pretty clear that the the SBS producers wanted to make the show very inflammatory and have people with very mm. different views on the show. And you know what? Mm. I just want to encourage you. You you really did shine in the program, and oh, a couple you. of the other guys that you know love the Lord and love love the Word of God. You know that they, they mm. were, you know, and and I know there was a lot of editing going on. Clearly, you know, um, but mm. no, you you guys, you know, shined, and you're a great witness. And uh, I pray you. that many people have been impacted by that program and by your witness on there, and by this interview today, because you've been very honest and raw with us today. Uh, oh, so, um, well done for what you've done. Our time is up, but oh. uh, Sumter, it's been great to uh, hear your story today. Thanks for sharing your testimony with us on History Makers. God bless. Thank you, Matt. bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au Station Sponsor